Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We are here today with an amazing guest, Tamina Watson. Hey, Tamina, how you doing? Hi, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Oh, thank you. Uh, immigration is your, you know, expertise and we need it. That's for sure. Because as we mentioned in the beginning in our first series of this five series podcast is that we don't have enough humans that, um, are, um, able to work either because of age or whatever it might be. But we in the United States, we are lacking, um, the staff shortage in every industry that there is. I want to hear from you maybe about some success stories. Um, of course, no names, right? Uh, that you were able to make an amazing difference with, with the employer and the employee and kumbaya. Everybody's happy. And hopefully they're coming back to you saying, yes, get help us more, get more immigrants in to work for us because we cannot fill these positions with the Americans that are here already. So any success stories you want to share? Oh my gosh, the question becomes, which one do I share? But I'll share, <laughs> I'll share one of the recent ones. You know, I live in Seattle and Seattle, uh, like San Francisco and some other big cities have gone through a lot of uh, turmoil where the downtown cities have been affected, Biz businesses have closed, you know, uh, businesses have been affected with not having staff, so they're not open long enough. There are and it's a little scary to walk down the street, you know, depending on which city you're in. Mm -hmm. But I have been saying that immigrants can revitalize our cities. And so recently, one of my clients had bought um, one of the one of the businesses, a long established 30 year old business that has been serving the downtown Seattle community with coffee and ice cream and all sorts. And I remember taking my children when they were very small. Uh, but downtown Seattle, you know, really needs help. And this client bought this business just recently. And it took a little while to get the business paperwork and all of that done. And we are so happy to say that that client's business that was about a million dollars or just over, um, we got the case approved. It was an E2 visa and we didn't get any questions. But the reason I share this one is this particular client had to go through various strategies of COVID lockdowns. Do we do this inside the US, outside the US? Do we buy it now? How do we close it? When is the time, the deadline coming? There were so many competing priorities that we had to juggle. And this owner, a beloved person who was the seller in this situation, uh, has really got a name for this particular business. So we needed to make sure the business sustainably grows once he takes over. So there are so many considerations, but we got that successful. And a, I love this business and this client because he's going to be hiring American workers to continue to grow this business. And uh, it's an economic development strategy for businesses and cities that are suffering. A lot of businesses that are suffering can have injection of investments from foreign investors. So this is one of my most recent success stories that I want people to know about. Because if you're wondering why cities uh, are not coming out of this COVID problem, how can we help them recover? This, 
immigration is another avenue to do that. Absolutely. Uh, so let me ask you this, just kind of off the cuff here, because I'm sure some of our listeners are wondering, okay, how much is this going to cost me? So, um, and I know this is not an easy question that I'm throwing at you, but like on the low end and then maybe on the high end and then the average end, how much does it typically cost, um, you know, an employer to get either a temporary or a permanent worker through, uh, through the immigration process? Let's just say with all things are wonderful and they line up and there's no question that this person um, can, uh, you know, achieve some kind of visa. What, what is the average cost? Wendy, I am so grateful you asked that question. Uh, there isn't a simple answer, but I'm going give to give you a range. Um, so no matter what kind of visa you are applying for, and let's say you're a tech company hiring somebody on an H-1B visa uh, or an O visa, uh, these are some, or an L visa, these are some of the most common work visas. Um, the attorney's fees, there are two types of visa uh, costs. One is for the lawyer's fees, and that can range from like four and a half grand to six grand, seven grand, depending on, you know, the type of visa. And then the government has its own fees. And the reason your question is so important is because just as the new year began, the Department of Homeland Security released proposals to increase fees substantively. Mm. Um, currently, if you are filing an H-1B visa, the basic form, the I-129, which is the foundational form for any work visa, agricultural industry or the, you know, uh, training visa or an H-1B or whatever, the I-129 fee currently is $460. It is going to be raised to about 1100 and something. And we don't know when that's going to happen. We think, most lawyers think, it will happen sometime early March, mid-March, before the H-1B lottery season begins. Because the H-1B lottery registration, for those that are, that don't know, H-1B visas are the most skill, used for skilled professionals, and they're given out once a year. And it is literally a lottery. The government gives out 85,000 visas. Last year, they received about 500,000. To get your name in the lottery, last year, it was $10. The proposal is to collect $210 per lottery application. That's a significant hike for each person. So if an employer is filing five applications, instead of $50, they're going to have to spend over a thousand easily just to have the chance of being selected. So the fees are absolutely an important consideration because for on average, they must likely have to budget for about $7,000. It might not be that much, give or take, give or take, but if you budget, that's what you would, I would say you budget and just be open-minded. And that's for a slow processing, meaning you file it, and the government will pick it up when they're ready. But if you want to get it expedited, uh, that's twenty five hundred dollars. That's an optional fee. Well, I want to talk about that a little bit more and my view on that in our next session of series of this series. So we're moving on to session four. I want to talk a little bit about the continued cost here. and, And folks, come back because I have a very different viewpoint on it being expensive. I don't think it is. Um, and I also want to talk about COVID and how that affected workplace visa. Well, so we will be right back in a minute. 
Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.